Well, hey there, friends. You are listening to Direct Line, and I'm your host, Jonathan Platt. This week is a little bit different. It is a short episode, or if you'll let me, a short-isode. You heard that right. A short-isode. Maybe I shouldn't have had so much coffee this morning. <laughs> this week's short-isode is an acceptance speech by David McCam, who is a 2022 Distinguished Alumni Honoree. In the 1960s, Baylor journalism was experiencing a revitalization. Dave Chevins had left his post as Associated Press Bureau Chief in Austin to become chair of the department. Harry Marsh came from the Daily News in New York. Reba Campbell and Adrian Vaughn joined the faculty, as did Mike Strickland and Ed Kelton. David McCam left the Houston Post to teach and be the advisor for the Baylor Lariat. Things seemed to fall in place. Students joined the department, some transferring from other colleges. The Lariat was winning awards. After 13 years of teaching journalism to Baylor students, McCam went to SMU, where he stayed for 24 years. He then moved to the University of Texas at Arlington for three years, and finally to the University of Houston for 14 years. In all, McCam shaped students' departments and the success of Texas journalism as a professor for 54 years. He retired in 2015. When asked what stands out to him about his years at Baylor, McCam replied, The wonderful students I met there. They were the sons and daughters of Depression and World War II. They were great students and even better people. A highlight of my career was getting to know them. And even better, we are still friends after all those years. In 1994, he was named the Outstanding Journalism Teacher in the Nation by the Society of Professional Journalists. Baylor Journalism gave him a Legacy in Journalism Education Award in 2011. McCam students have gone on to lead, influence, and start world-changing news outlets and beyond. As you can see, there's a reason McCam was receiving the 2022 Distinguished Alumni Honoree. Here he is being introduced by his friend and former student, Ella Wall Pritchard. There's no way that I can describe the depth and breadth of David McCam's 60-plus years of influence on the teaching and practice of journalism in the United States. Many will agree that this unassuming, modest 1958 graduate of Baylor was the most influential journalism teacher in the country during the last half of the 20th century. He has taught more years, 54, than anyone else in journalism history at four different Texas universities. But it's the quality of his teaching and his lifelong mentoring that has produced scores of top journalists. In 1994, he was named Outstanding Journalism Teacher in the Nation by the Society of Professional Journalists. And in 2016, the Columbia University Graduate School of Journalism honored him as a distinguished alumnus the honor is overdue here at Baylor. Several dozen attending this dinner are testimony to the influence he has had on their lives and careers, and I would like them to raise their hands, and you'll see through the remarkable people who have come through his program. I am merely David's friend, probably his oldest living ex-student, one of the handful in the first classes he taught here in 1961, and one of the few people in the room who knew his wife, Betty Lynn, before he did. Betty Lynn Wall and I were classmates. 
She was blonde, beautiful, brilliant, still is, and I was the other wall girl. I will never forget the call from David in fall 1974, shortly after he joined the SMU faculty. You'll never believe who's on the journalism faculty here, Betty Lynn Wall. The rest is history. Betty Lynn should be a distinguished alumna herself. In the 1990s, she was named a vice president of Shell Oil Company and head of the Shell Foundation, long before women were common in the C-suite. You can Google to learn more about McCam's illustrious career. There are pages of hits and links. I'd like to close by naming his unique gifts to Baylor. He and department chair, the late, great Dave Chevins, used their connections to get us jobs. They also taught us to give back. They challenged us to endow a much-needed second scholarship for the department back in 1963, and today the department awards $240,000 a year to students more than any other department in the College of Arts and Sciences. The early 70s were tough for the Baylor Journalism Department, and students, faculty, and even alumni were bruised and battered. David could have simply walked away, and we would have walked away too, but he didn't. We're a tight fraternity. Four of us have been named distinguished alumni. Three have served on the Baylor board. Tony Peterson leads this organization. We owe so much to Baylor, but we owe it in large part due to McCam. It's great, my great honor to introduce David McCam, distinguished alumnus of Baylor University. my thanks to Ella. Uh, we now in their 60 plus years of friendship and especially to those of you who nominated me, I don't know who uh, for sure who everyone is, but uh, in addition to uh, Gracie, Tom Belden, Paul Harrell, Tony Peterson, uh, John McLean, John McLean, and uh, perhaps others that I'm missing. I appreciate Will Norton making it all the way from Mississippi, getting the award for coming so far, and I think to my granddaughter, Judith Haig, for the pictures. It helps to have friends in high places. <laughs> A special thanks to my wife, Betty Lynn, who, uh, when we got married, we had three college-age sons, and so one of us had to go to work. <laughs> to make a living and she's the one that went to work so I appreciate that after all these years and I appreciate all of you who came and especially to Gracie who could organize anything you know we ought to just name her for the permanent organizer of the alumni foundation um, let me tell you a little bit about how I, I got here in 1952 I, I'll let you think about that a minute 1952 uh, we we were we had something called the conflict in Korea, and people were getting drafted. And while I was waiting to get drafted, I went to work at uh, 
Ridgecrest Baptist Assembly, which was near my hometown in North Carolina, and it was filled with Baylor people. Uh, some of those uh, I uh, stayed in touch with afterwards, uh, Bill McCormick, uh, for example, um, Stacy Cole, I, I may be the only one who can remember him, uh, and uh, Grover Andrews. So then I went off and spent three years in the Marine Corps and, and ended up coming to Baylor to finish school. And when I did, Grover Andrews was here and he was the, um, the vice president, our, our vice president, the, the person who was second in charge of the public relations department. And uh, so then I went on to graduate school and ended up working at the Houston Post. Meanwhile, Bill Moyers was gonna come teach you, Bill Moyer, some of y'all remember him, right? Uh, why was he going to come teach? He had gone to the seminary. And he and Grover were friends, and he agreed to come teach, except that he went with uh, Lyndon Johnson to Los Angeles in the summer of 1960. And when Johnson was nominated vice president, Bill called Abner McCall and said he wasn't going to be able to make it. <laughs> Sherry Castello filled in for a year, and then she and Don went to California. And uh, <clears throat> Grover suggested to President McCall that I could probably, my, I'm, that I might be willing to, to come. So I met with him uh, at the uh, coffee shop next to the Shamrock Hotel in Houston on a Saturday morning. He was there. He was representing Baylor in the uh, athlete, Big 12 Athletic Council. And uh, I told him I just wasn't, I wasn't interested at all. And he said, no, no, no. <laughs> One thing he said, I said, well, I was, in the, I was in the FBI for five years, but I did the same thing over and over. I was trying to tell him I liked being a reporter and I wanted to continue to do it. He suggested that I go see a couple of people and maybe change my mind. One was Fred Hartman who was the editor and publisher of the Baytown Sun. I went to see him and met Bill Hartman, who that fall was the editor of the Baylor Lariat, who unfortunately died this summer, and we became lifelong friends. And also, he suggested I go to Austin to meet Dave Chevins. Mr. Chevins, who was head of the uh, AP Bureau, was going to come teach and be head of the, the public relations department. And uh, so I went to Austin, and we hit it off immediately. And uh, from then on, unfortunately, he died way too young. One of the things I've been working on, and I hope that someone would, will help me with, we haven't properly honored him. He was one of the people who was on the bus uh, that, had, that had the wreck at Round Top Rock. In fact, he was the reporter representing both the Lariat and the Waco News Tribune who called in the first stories about it. Uh, he was a wonderful man. And as you may know, he's part of the Dawson family. And, and one of his daughters is here tonight that many of you know, who is Alice Baird. And uh, I hope sometime we can figure out a better way to honor him than we have. Uh, when I came here in the fall of 1961, I was the youngest faculty member. I was so young that many of the faculty members felt sorry for me. 
and kind of took me under their wing. First among them was Ralph Lynn, of course. And uh, I just absorbed everything that he, that he said. The, the thing he said that I think probably had the greatest effect on me was this, be yourself. <laughs> and, as, and as those of you that remember, he said, besides, you can't be anybody else. <laughs> and I think that helped get me started. Uh, I had, um, uh, Robert Miller was one of my teachers. And the, we had started the honors program. And at some point, I started teaching a class, or was going to teach a class, in the honors program. And he said, well, I want you to be on the honors committee. And I said, Bob, I didn't make that kind of grades. <laughs> I said, I didn't even, I only made a B in your class. He said, well, I'll tell you what, I won't tell anybody if you don't. <laughs> and Tom Parrish came and we hit it off immediately because I knew his wife before he did and before Michael did. Uh, her, although I didn't know her in that way, her, when I knew her, her name, her name was Miss, Miss Thomas. And she was a, uh, she taught in my high school and for a while lived across the street from me. And so when they show up and eventually put it all together, I think that's kind of strange. I tell you this by saying the single greatest class I was ever in involved Tom Parrish. And I want to tell you why. Tom was at Pearl Harbor the day of the attack. And occasionally he had talked about it, but he tired of talking about it. And he, at one point he said, well, I'm just not going to talk about it anymore. But one day in the late 60s, the uh, Pearl Harbor Day fell on the same day I was having a, a history class. And he came and talked. I can almost remember a great deal of what he said that day. And what I remember most is the emotion that came out of it. And when he was over and there was not a, dry eye in the room, he turned and walked out the door. Thank you for this honor. It's the honor of my life. 